open of BIV Today, the daily business news podcast from Business in Vancouver newspaper and BIV.com. I'm Tyler Orton. Amazon's presence in Vancouver, it's expected to expand notably in the coming years, uh, especially when you look forward to 2022 and what they'll be doing with the Canada Post building. So joining us today is Eric Gales. He is the country manager of Amazon Web Services Canada. And a little later on, we're going to keep the tech conversation going with LNG Studios CEO Leon Ng. His firm has been at the forefront of combining Vancouver's technology and real estate industries. He's going to be in studio with us to discuss how the slowing real estate market could impact the local technology sector. A few items I want to mention, though. Tonight, February 28th at the Shangri-La Hotel, the newspaper is facilitating an expert retirement-ready panel discussion on how to retire and maybe when to retire. And then March 8th at the Fairmont Waterfront Hotel, it is the 20th anniversary of the Influential Women in Business Awards. More details for all those events could be found at BIV.com slash events. But now here's Amazon's Eric Gales. And with us today, it's Eric Gales. He is Country Manager of Amazon Web Services Canada. Eric, I want to thank you for joining us on the show today. Hi, Tyler. Great to be here. Thank you. So, you know, a lot of people, they hear Amazon.com and they may automatically think about, say, the e-commerce aspect of it or maybe some of the video content that's going on. But can you break it down for us what AWS, Amazon Web Services, is really doing to support organizations when it comes to cloud computing? Sure. Yeah. So... After about um, a decade of running large-scale compute infrastructure, which was underpinning Amazon, uh, Amazon realized that there was an opportunity to take that capability and, and turn it into, into another company, which became Amazon Web Services. Amazon Web Services sells cloud services to every size of organization uh, across Canada and across the world. Um, those cloud services enable customers to, rather than have to run on-premise equipment and data centers and manage infrastructure, they can just use services on demand over the internet uh, on a pay-as-you-go basis. So it's really a, a transformational way of using technology. And uh, my organization is responsible for uh, bringing those technologies to uh, Canadian customers. And you guys have had a lot of success, especially with supporting organizations locally. And that kind of brings me to my next question here, because we do know that there are plans for Amazon to expand here in Vancouver by a large, large margin. So tell me a little bit about maybe what kind of presence you expect AWS uh, to be building in Vancouver in the coming years. Yeah, for sure. So we're, we're really excited uh, to be investing more in uh, in Vancouver. Uh, it's already a tech hub, a tech hub for us. Uh, we have over a thousand employees already in Vancouver, uh, but we announced last year that we'd be expanding that to uh, up to 5,000 employees, uh, including investments in new facilities. So I think uh, your listeners may know that uh, we'll be moving into what was the old uh, post office uh, development with Crodwheel. And so, um, yes, over the course of the next few years, you will see uh, a large expansion of resources in, uh, in Vancouver, um, actually supporting a number of our businesses, not just AWS, but also uh, Amazon. So there will be Amazon uh, development resources as well as AWS resources in Vancouver looking forward. And from your perspective, as you know, the country manager for AWS Canada, what kind of expertise do you think that you guys want to be seizing upon that's available here in Vancouver? Who are the types that you're looking for to help support uh, your branch of the company locally? 
You know, it's, it's a difficult question to answer because we do have a very wide range of disciplines uh, in AWS and also Amazon across um, sales, marketing, obviously development, project management, support. Um, and so uh, most of those um, roles, they come through some kind of uh, technical um, graduation path. Uh, and so we do have a wide range of disciplines within the different uh, functions that we, we operate in Vancouver. And so there are many of many uh, wide and varied opportunities for particularly technical graduates that have either come through STEM or computer science uh, type. Uh, do you think graduations. Do you think at this point that there's good opportunity for maybe a lot of people that are, say, in post-secondary right now to keep their eye on what Amazon will be hiring for? Are, are you guys going for maybe some more of the senior roles? There's a wide range of jobs that are going to be opening up in the coming years. Yeah, again, both both junior and senior. And in fact, right now in Vancouver, we have over 400 vacancies, all of which are available on Amazon Jobs. And so uh, folks who are in post-secondary now can see the range of roles we have available. And they do range from more junior roles to more senior roles. As we expand the number of um, services that we that we operate in Vancouver, we anticipate there will be more uh, more roles available at multiple levels as, of course, as the organization grows and scales and has uh, multiple layers of management as well as senior leadership for some of those functional groups. You bring up 400 vacancies. I, I was not aware of that sp- specific number. And, and I guess it kind of leads me to something else I'm very curious about. You look at Canada as a country with regards to our immigration policies, and they're seen as a lot more progressive with regards to simulating the economy than many other of our neighbors, so to speak. And I, I'm wondering how much of that is being taken into consideration. If you look at building out Vancouver as an outpost, looking at other Canadian cities where you can kind of draw in a lot of international talent. And in the case of Vancouver, you're not too far from the headquarters uh, just down the I-5 corridor. Yeah, we do see the um, both the federal and provincial um, perspectives on immigration as, as positive. And we seek to hire the best and brightest to join Amazon, uh, both locally and from around the world. Uh, when we do that, uh, particularly in Vancouver, we obviously uh, look for people that can bring a range of skills and experiences to um, to our company and to uh, the country. And we also support those individuals in ultimately uh, becoming permanent residents and, and citizens. And so, um, yes, it is something that is attractive about Canada and, uh, and Vancouver. One of the things I always go back and forth on, right now we're having a lot of discussions here in Vancouver about building up relationships with businesses down in Seattle and even as far south as, say, Portland. An ongoing effort to develop this Cascadia Innovation Corridor. And I wonder from your perspective, does the close distance between Seattle's headquarters, or I should say Amazon's headquarters in Seattle and Vancouver, is it an advantage at all? Or do you just kind of see that we are a globally connected kind of world right now and a lot of those distances they're not the barriers that they once were yeah i think both i think yes of course we're globally connected and it's a lot easier now to communicate across you know vast geographies but um being in the same time zone as seattle for example and having proximity for for people to to be closer to work together and and have more time uh, in the sort of usual business working hours um that is an advantage of course and and that makes uh it makes it very easy for us to particularly for teams to communicate between Seattle and Vancouver. The other thing that I'm very curious about, though, is when we're talking about things on kind of a global scale, though, where does Vancouver end up? You know, what is kind of the advantage of coming to a city like Vancouver versus 
you know, I don't know, like Churchill, Manitoba or something like that. Like what, what is Vancouver got going for it right now that makes it appealing to companies like Amazon? Well, I think, you know, Vancouver has a great reputation globally. It's a great um, a city for, for talent generally. It has, it has great universities. Uh, it is a great place to live and work. And so it's, a tra- it's an attractive destination. And one that we believe that as we invest in, we can contribute to making it even more of an innovation and technology hub for Canada. Um, and so we are excited about the potential to contribute to Vancouver's growth as a, as a technology hub on a global scale, not just in, uh, not just in Canada. The last thing I, I do want to touch upon, and, and it has been in the news, and you must have known this question was coming, though, but I mean, uh, with Amazon parting ways with New York City over its headquarter plans there, do you think that we could assume that there might be more growth in Vancouver moving forward as Amazon looks to expand in other offices? You mentioned there are already huge hiring plans ahead that were announced last year, but what do you think the future holds at this point, knowing what has you know come to fruition just in the last few weeks? Yeah, I think it's too early to say um, right now, but with the investments that we're making already, and those investments that we're making already in, in Vancouver would provide for us to have opportunities to scale and grow over time. So we, we're excited about the prospects of working uh, in Vancouver and in DC. Last question, I swear. Um, just for anybody who's kind of thinking about <laughs> a, a new job, though, but I, I mean, what is the advantage of joining kind of the Amazon team? What's distinct about the culture? Why should somebody consider maybe a career? I would encourage people to go and research what we call the leadership principles. These are the 14 guiding principles that guide our culture. And they, they really are a great uh, description of how our culture is oriented. We are, I think, uniquely customer obsessed. And so um, that manifests in a, in a number of ways. But we have a culture which empowers our employees to, to build and contribute and think about how we can serve customers every day, unlike some uh, organizations that tend to focus on the competition and look at how they can one-up the competition. Uh, our culture is quite different, and it really is focused on waking up every day and believing that we can do better to serve the customers. And so that is an exciting culture to work in. Our employees really enjoy that focus on uh, always uh, going the extra mile and thinking about uh, listening to customers and contributing their feedback into the, the solutions that we build. From an AWS perspective, 90% of what we build uh, is uh, sourced from customer feedback. Uh, and then 10% are things where we see an opportunity to perhaps uh, innovate in a way that uh, customers have indicated to us, but they haven't explicitly stated it. So it's really a fun place to work uh, as a builder and, um, and a contributor to uh, Canadian customers and global customers. Well, Eric, as you guys expand your presence in Vancouver, as you guys start moving into the old Canada Post building, I'm looking forward to getting updates from you. I'm looking forward to talking to you more in the future, too. Awesome. Thanks, Tyler. Appreciate Thank you, Eric. Time. Cheers. That's Eric Gales, Country Manager for Amazon Web Services Canada. Stay with us. Leon Ng from LNG Studios. He joins us right after this. So joining us today is a very interesting guest. He has a lot of experience looking at this confluence going on between real estate and technology it's something that I think we know a lot about here in Vancouver. So joining us today, it's Leon Ng. He is the CEO of LNG Studios. Leon, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So let's get into this because I first became aware of LNG Studios when you guys were really making the play for, say, VR. Tell us a little bit about what you guys are really up to. So just a little bit of background. We actually started uh, during 2009 when the real estate market was going through a major recession. 
And that's when we really started LNG Studios. Um, wanting to get in the market, our main business, it is our main business right now. We specialize in visualization and 3D renderings and animation. So, um, what we, why we got into VR, I guess, um, it really started off doing 3D renderings, 3D renderings to how else can you sort of visualize property? When VR came along, probably about five, six years ago, we sort of just jumped into an opportunity. Um, so imagine yourself uh, from a design perspective, being able to immerse yourself in your own design. Um, so you don't have to spend all this money creating the actual unit itself. You can immerse yourself and then make design decisions within VR. So that's a huge cost saving for our clients. And so a lot of it then you've seen kind of this, you know, journey from going like very much like kind of a marketing sort of thing over to, I guess, kind of a design feature, right? Yeah. So I'll say a few, I'll say a few years ago, um, VR was more like a marketing and PR play for a lot of developers. So it, it was very sensational. One of the projects we worked on um, for Concord Brentwood, we gave away 10,000 headsets and, you know, realtors can use these headsets and give it away to their clients and be able to put a smartphone in there and, the, uh, the users can take it home and, and visualize the development at the comfort of their own homes. So all that was more on the marketing and PR play. Where, what we find more use uh, for this is more on the design side, when architects actually use VR, immerse themselves into their own design and make design decisions there. Okay. So then moving forward, I'm curious, where do you see the industry right now with regards to further links between technology and real estate? Is it just becoming like part and parcel? You have to have technology, I guess, really ingrained in the real estate industry if you want to be able to you know, push out a lot of the big developments moving forward. Yeah. So there has been a slowdown in the market. Um, what we find is... Um, the clients have to be a lot more innovative and creative with smarter budgets in a down market. And this is where VR and AR could come into play. Um, so uh, we're pushing our clients to be a lot more creative with their activations um, in their pre-sale marketing ac uh, activities. Um, so we, we find a lot of um, synergies between tech and real estate. Okay. And then I wonder though, you know, where you guys you know, working to kind of capitalize on that. Because I, I think moving forward, you guys have a very interesting kind of relationship that you've struck with various other companies. Tell us a little bit about what that means. Yeah, so over the last 10 years, um, this has all organically happened. So my a little bit of background by myself, my first business called The Real Estate Channel, we were really focusing on the resale market. So most of our clients are realtors. And from there, um, that's when I really got into uh, pre-sale marketing because we felt that, um, dealing with developers a little bit more lucrative. So today, the main business is LNG Studios, and we have vertically integrated close to around 11 companies in um, this group called React Media Group. We just moved in a new office across from Park, Vancouver, and uh, I am the owner, founder, or partner in these companies. Um, so why are we doing this? I guess the first reason is there we, we can provide a cost savings for our clients, and I hate using the word one-stop shop, but we're pretty much a, we're providing a full-service solution for for our clients. And the second reason is um, cost savings for ourselves. Um, so imagine economy of scale, sharing office space, resources, benefit programs, um, insurance, and sometimes even accountants and lawyers. 
Okay. And then what are some of these services that people might be expecting if they pop by this office that would not otherwise, I don't know, if you, you could pop by some other random office, you know, all over town, what's going to be on the table there? So we can take care from anything from interior design all the way to digital market and anything between such as video production, um, uh, 3D renderings, animation, VR, AR. And we've been dabbling into some uh, future tech uh, like AI and blockchain, um, we're providing a AI chatbot for realtors to uh, providing fractional ownership in real estate uh, through blockchain technology. Okay, I'm very curious about that uh, with regards to kind of you know blockchain is a buzzword, but it is actually like a very sort of uh, legit technology that I think sometimes gets a bad name just because too many people. I mean, we associate it with, say, cryptocurrencies, which, you know, who, who knows uh, how some of those are working. But blockchain, very legit. How are you guys working within it with regards to the real estate industry? Yeah, so I, I do agree with you that blockchain is a good buzzword. Um, so with real estate, I, I would say let's put blockchain aside because it might cloud the whole business model of what we're sure. trying to do here. But uh, we're providing crowdfunding for real estate. So okay. anyone with, uh, you know, as, as low as a dollar, you can actually buy real estate. Um and so imagine um, having a property, having thousands of owners instead of just one or two. Okay. So that's very interesting, uh, especially here in like the Vancouver scene. So I'm, I'm wondering though, this arrangement that you guys have struck with all these companies, was it already in the works before we started seeing a bit of a market slowdown? Or is it just timing that you think is going to work out well for you guys that you can cut down on costs and offer additional savings to some customers? And it just happens to coincide with what is you know kind of a cyclical thing here within the industry. Yeah, this is very interesting. So we did we did we're not an incubator. We didn't we didn't get a VC fund and start buying companies. Everything happened organically over a decade. So it really started with Real Estate Channel and then LNG Studios and then iShot and just slowly I'll say every year we'll, we'll add one or two more companies that sort of made sense to to integrate with our um, I guess our real estate pipeline. Yeah. Well, you go back 10 years and you're talking about how you had the real estate channel, but as you also said, it, it was kind of a tough time within the markets. Uh, tell me, what, I don't know, were there any fears, you know, jumping into this kind of business at the time? Or did you think that this is actually the right moment to seize on it just because of where the market was? Yeah, I think with, um, in a down market, there are opportunities, there are gaps. And during that time, um, 10 years ago, some of the leading competitors at that time actually went bankrupt. And so there were, there was actually a void in that market. And that's, mm. you know, as a, I was 23 at that time, I was like, okay, you know what? I got time. Let's try to get into the space. Um, so it was more patience um, than anything. Else. Okay. So then moving forward, you guys have uh, what you're calling it is uh, RMG React Media Group. And do you think that this will, I guess, help weather, you know, future storms or maybe even, I, I don't know if it's fair to call this like a real estate storm right now, but just some of more of the down periods. Yeah, so um, it, it is called React Media Group. Our website is reactwithus.com. And what I see here is we're, we're diversifying in the real estate services space. Um, and again, providing cost savings for our clients as well as for ourselves. So I do believe that uh, we, we're here to stay and uh, we're not to uh, worry about the current situation. Okay. I'm also curious about just your take on, say, you know, the VR industry within the city, because uh, it should also be mentioned, you sit on the board of the VR AR Association, the Vancouver chapter here, and it's just exploding right now. I remember starting to cover this a couple of years ago. There were a couple shingles that were involved with this. And there's, I think, like more than 200 companies that are involved with these sorts of developments. What's your take on the current ecosystem? 
Yeah, so um, I actually sit on the board of advisor now with the VR area. We have over 200 companies in the VR, AR, and gaming space. So the pulse that I'm seeing is the tech industry is actually not affected from this. In fact, um, we feel that this, this is going to drive more investment in the tech se- sector and rather just in real estate. So with this market slowdown, we're also seeing a lot of talent coming up and um, we feel like the ta- tech talent is here to stay. Um, you know, obviously, I think the only challenge is, um, you know, with Amazon coming in, um, it, it is going to be a struggle finding good talent um, for some of these companies. Yeah. It's also interesting because you heard about, you know, say, New York City and Amazon not seeing eye to eye. And then now Amazon saying like, well, I guess we'll have to expand our other offices across North America. Is that going to be push? putting even further pressure on this Vancouver market because it sounds as if we'll be getting even more Amazon employees here than was originally expected. I I would say so. I think uh, from what I'm hearing that they're actually looking outside to try to recruit people in Vancouver. Yeah. So um, that is going to be a challenge for us. Okay. But that said, where do you, you know, I guess place this ecosystem in terms of VR, AR when it comes to the kind of the talent question? Because this is such a nascent industry. But I think there's like a very interesting story that Vancouver has where we have so many different sorts of technology expertise based here. And I think it's all coming together in a very interesting way that maybe you wouldn't see in like, say, a Winnipeg or a Cleveland, for example. Yeah. Um, so, you know, some still say that Vancouver is like Hollywood North. So we have that portion and we also have the gaming sector. So combining both, it just makes perfect sense uh, why Vancouver is the second largest VR AR hub in the world, actually. Yeah. Um, so one interesting fact is I, I'm actually, actually also a co-founder for the Vancouver Virtual Reality Film Festival, which is which speaks to this perfect blend here. Okay. When is that film festival coming up? So it's going to be our third year. Yeah. It's going to happen in May. Okay. Yeah. Very excited about uh, some of the offerings. Yes. Okay. Very. Yeah. Interesting. Well, Leon, really appreciate you taking time to chat with us on the show Thank today. you for having me. And that's Leon Ng, CEO of LNG Studios. And that's it for our show today. We'll be back tomorrow. For now, you can find our archives on Apple Podcasts as well as Stitcher. We also encourage you to share with your friends and leave a review as it will help others find this podcast. For now, I'm Tyler Orton. Thanks for listening.